Welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Fun is Fundamental is a podcast for those who realize that the enjoyment of life is about having something deep in our souls which lights our fire. It's for those who maybe have lost that fire and feel like they are missing out on the pleasures of life. In each episode, I will share recent fun activities and focus on why having fun is essential for good health. I'm your host, Alenia, and I invite you to take this journey with me and join the pleasure-seeking movement. Hi, welcome to Fun is Fundamental. And today we are taking a trip down memory lane. And I realized recently that I have have had 30 guests on my podcast. And I thought it would be a nice opportunity to kind of just go back and see what pieces of wisdom each of my guests have bestowed on on us and so I went through all the episodes and compiled little clips of each of the guests and you know the things that they had to say um I hope that you find this useful and you know helpful so originally when I went into making this episode I was going to you know, do it all in one episode quickly figured out that that was going to be way too long. So then I was like, okay, it's going to be in two parts. Uh, also not going to happen. So this is going to be in three parts, 10 for each, each part. So here's the episode. I hope you enjoy. My first guest was Tiffany Guillaume-Morris. And this was way back in June of 2022. And uh, since our, our podcast aired, um, she has produced her own podcast called Rose and Bud Conversations uh, with her daughter. And you can, you know, check that out where you stream podcasts. And in our conversation, we did have a com- part of our conversation was around what children have to offer adults um, in like the wisdom of, of how to have fun and what we can learn from them. So here is a clip on that and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I was even thinking uh, of like having events for adults to find that kid in them again and just mm-hmm giving them permission to play and have fun where otherwise they wouldn't. Um, And like the kids do that. Like when I took my daughter to the park and you know, I'm sitting on the sidelines like we do as parents and watching her play. And then she comes over and she's like, mom, come on, let's go get on the swing. And I'm like, "Mm, no, well there's kids over there right now. And I'm just, you know, you get used to sitting out. Yeah. And as soon as I'm saying that, the two kids ran away, they left. And she's like, okay, it's open. Now we can go. (laughs) (laughs) And within the first three seconds of being on the swing, I was just in that joyful moment, like, ah, yes, this feels great. And I look over, I'm just like, thank you. Thank you for suggesting this and getting me on the swing 
And that's the permission I needed, right? Or I'd just been sitting there. And then I had a great time uh, just after swinging for a few minutes, you know, putting my head back, feeling that, you know, kid again joy mm -hmm. just for a moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't even need to be like, that's the thing, like people feel like they have to plan, plan things, but it oh, can right. just be like these little moments. You know, right. yeah. totally unplanned that like that's if you're in the moment and you can catch it like that instead of, you know, dismissing it all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sp spontaneousness, because like I think that's the thing that like with adults, like a lot of times people like lose their ability to be spontaneous. Um. Like they, everyone wants to like control things and like plan things. So like mm -hmm. when those things come, come up that aren't like planned, it's like, oh, like can't, can't have that. <laughs> plan on that happening. I didn't plan to have fun or, yeah. but yeah, that's the fun part of just uh, going with the flow. And yeah, yeah you got to, and not be so serious. And I feel kind of sad for those people sometimes, you know, because I'm like, that really sucks, you know, like that you can't uh, find the joy and just like relax for a minute. Just, just enjoy, you know, like some people can't, uh, can't do that. And I was telling my son, it's like a superpower that some of us have, that we're able to have fun and still find that joy and that other people can't. We might have used to look at it like, oh, I'm, I'm not like them. So I'm wrong because I'm childish because I like to have fun. No, it's everybody, I guess, is different. And if they want to be serious. That's cool. But like, yeah, this joy is my superpower. And like you have that you're able to connect with little kids. A lot of adults can't do that. Yeah. Like they're so far gone, right? Like they can't connect with the little ones. So that's special. Um, I, I connect that way with little ones too. Like the kids love me and I love talking with them and just seeing like where they're little where their thoughts are because they are important and so so many kids are not um you know they're like that old school mentality a lot of times where kids were just supposed to be quiet they don't know anything mm -hmm. but they really do we've just been constantly like sticking them in this box not listening but they have great ideas like yeah. When I listen to my daughter, I'm like, wow, that's a great idea. That's like just seeing where her mind goes and wonders and the thoughts she has. And they're really smarter than we give them credit for, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they have some wisdom for sure. And yeah. like, and they just see things in a different way. So sometimes they'll like just say something and you're like, oh, I can think of that. Like, but like, that's a really great way of looking at it. Like, you know, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I never thought of it like that, but you're totally right. Yeah.
<laughs> my youngest is really good for, well, mommy, why are you doing that? Like, why don't you just be like, why are you upset about this? And you can just do this. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Okay. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They do have a lot of wisdom. They do. Yeah. We don't give kids enough credit for, you know, for what they can add to the, add to the conversation and stuff. So. Yeah. Sometimes we need to take our uh, cues from them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How to, yeah. How to live life. And um, that's why I love the, you know, like the wonder, the wonder and that the preschoolers they have, you know, yeah. The excitement of seeing things and seeing how they work and how cool they are. That's, yeah, that's totally why I wanted to be a preschool teacher because I'm like, but they just get to have fun. Like, I don't want to be a teacher teacher and like, <laughs> yeah, teaching math or anything. I want to teach, you know, just have fun like that because that's the only time like it seems we're allowed to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Dance parties and art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have, like at our school, we have a, a teacher who just does art. It's great. And they can, you know, go go and go and go to her and go in there like anytime they want. Like they're constantly able to just explore that, you know, it's really great for them. Especially because, you know, definitely in elementary school, like art and music and, you know, things like that get cut so quickly, like they're like the first things on the chopping block you know when my next guest was uh paula yoles and she also was on in june of 2022 and in our conversation uh her her expertise is on emotional eating and so we talked about you know the whole conversation is about um you know, how tools to end emotional eating uh, and, and, you know, she really talked about it being with ease. And so, yeah, um, here is a clip on that episode and I hope you enjoy. Um, I was just thinking like, food is fun. Like, you know, it's, if you, if you like baking or cooking, it can be fun, you know, or maybe you don't like doing it all the time, but you maybe like you like holiday cooking a special dish that you're, you know, like you're the person who makes that dish at the holiday and it's fun for you to make that or mm-hmm. so, and food is like part of every day we have to eat to survive and every celebration has food. And so I just, that piece too, it's like, it's okay to eat food of all different types and in but it's the enjoying it without having guilt or shame attached to it. Like if you're going to choose to eat it, Mm -hmm. like, like you're saying, like, like enjoy the little things. So if you're going to eat something like enjoy it, yeah, Uh, you know, like be like really, um, like you said, be mindful around what, like if you're, you're, you're referencing being outside of nature, but same thing, like be mindful I would recommend being mindful around your food, which I know is not so easy. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, you know, it's 
peeling the emotional layers that are keeping us stuck and at the same time making concrete actions forward. Um, and so, you know, like when you're out on a walk, like you and I were just talking about like stopping and looking at the flowers. Well, one meal a day, you could be like, okay, I'm going to make sure that for this meal, I'm going to actually stop, look at the food on my plate and enjoy eating it and tasting it and connecting to it more, mm-hmm. you know, and that could make a difference. Yeah. Um, people so often like just distractedly eat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Technology doesn't help with that. Right. Cause a lot of people watch TV or a movie at night and eat and so there's no very little connection to the food yeah definitely um do you do you find that like um people that emotionally eat sometimes feel like they're not supposed to feel like pleasure like is there is there a block between like the permission to feel pleasure and and doing things like emotionally eating do you think yeah I think there's the um, the, yeah I do think that for a lot not all women but for some women and I'm only talking about women because I haven't worked with men so I don't really know what their habits and patterns and inner thinking around this is but it Mm -hmm. is something that affects males also um yeah is that um Well, there's the whole thing of like giving yourself permission to be attached to yourself, connected to yourself, know yourself. And part of that is knowing things that bring you pleasure. And then if you're supposed to be doing, 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 that doesn't include pleasure usually, right? So, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think a lot of families growing up Um, there's really mixed communication around uh, having time to have pleasure you Mm -hmm. know like even like it's like oh maybe you're on the sports team when you're growing up but it's still like this hard drive competition thing instead of like oh I'm just gonna enjoy this and do this and it doesn't matter how my team does I mean not everybody's like that you know Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, like freshman year of high school, I did um, cross country and track and um, my coach was great around just being like everybody's where they're at and myself and my cousin, we were always the last two in and, you know, she was always like, this is, you know, for you to enjoy and for you to compete against yourself, don't worry about the rest. And so, you know, I was able to feel better about myself I didn't totally feel great about always being almost last or last depended on was me or my cousin but um you know but I just think there's so much mindset junk uh in our culture around not yeah not allowing space and time for pleasure Mm -hmm. and and if you're doing it your brain's usually thinking about your to-do list or, you know, instead of just being in the moment. My third guest was Jenny Lee. And our episode aired in July of 2022. And in that episode, we talked about our morning routine 
and how important it is for setting up your day and how, you know, how it frees you to have more fun in your life. So I hope that you enjoy this clip of my chat with Jenny. When they come to me, um, so like, you know, my niche is really, um, it's really specific, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, whoever comes to me for this, like, you know, they already know that they need it. Sure. Um, they, they already make that decision that they need to make a change, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think um, like in the process, it's more like, you know, the, the old habits dragging them down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a lot of it is, uh, like, you know, that's the case, but yeah, I do have like, you know, some success, um, stories, uh, but there are some that, you know, just kind of like, okay, um, maybe I'm not ready yet for this. Like, yeah, maybe my body and my mind are not ready to get out of this you know, comfort zone <laughs> yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's really easy for them to fall back, but they know that whenever they're ready to get back on, like I'll be here. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like old habits, uh, die hard. Yeah. That's, that's completely understandable. Yeah. And that's why my approach is like small, tiny transitions, right. And adding the fun to it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it is the 10, 15 minutes, um, and then maybe like five minutes increments, right. By week by week. Um, and then when you do all the fun things, something that you are eager to wake up for, it's like me, like my mind and my body were associating the morning with negativity, right. And trauma. And that's why it was hard for me to get up. But when I discipline myself enough to wake up 10, 15 minutes earlier to do something fun, and then like, you know, I, so I started to from like familiarize myself with that emotion at that time of the day in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I slowly after a couple of weeks, after three weeks, my mind and my body started to associate the morning as something good, as something fun, mm -hmm. not negative anymore. Yeah. Right? And so that is when it starts to get easier for you to start adding more minutes to your morning so mm -hmm. you can add things that you like, um, like, you know, adding other um, things like maybe juicing. I mean, it, it can be, you know, a little bit more of an effort, you know, but you are nourishing <laughs> yourself, like, you know, you're so much healthier, but you know, by doing that. Yeah, so um, that's kind of like increments. Um, mm -hmm. And like the transition that needs to happen uh, so to make it easier for you. But, you know, like, just like everything else, um, it really depends on the readiness and the capacity of people to receive, right? Sure. Um, like, you know, uh, when, when they're ready to just like, you know, when they make that decision, I don't want to, like, you know, be in depletion anymore. Mm -hmm. Then, all right, come and I'll help you. My next guest was Sully Vicio. This is back in July 2022. And... I, I mean, she is just an absolutely amazing. She is the uh, owners of Glorious Inc. Um, that is spelled G-L-O-R-Y-U-S, Glorious Inc. 
and she has her own podcast. Um, and our conversation definitely gave me one of my favorite quotes of the whole podcast, uh, which is pet the whale. <laughs> so the next clip is from her interview and what, what exactly does pet the whale mean? <laughs> Joy of yeah. being kids though, right? Yeah, exactly. Playing in the dirt and everything. And you get older now, it's like, I don't want to get dirty. And it's like, just get dirty. Just enjoy it, right? Like, just enjoy the moment. Yeah. Right? Like, it doesn't have to be about the dirt. Like, you can wash your hands off. You can wash your clothes. Like, just go enjoy yourself, right? I yeah, mean. for sure. Yeah, we definitely, like, we'll go down to, like, you know, like the Delta, like, you know, you go to like low, low tide and like, it's all like muddy and gross. And you're just like, you're like getting mud all over your jeans and you're just like, well, whatever. Who cares? Oh, I'm that person. I'll wear shorts and sandals. I'll take the sandals off. So I'm like, from knee down, I'm good. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I'm not afraid to get dirty. And I like when it comes to like doing like art and stuff like that, I, I actually really enjoy getting like messy, like doing it. Like, it's just like that me- it means mean it made it even more satisfying because I wasn't trying to like stay clean and everything. Right. You just get into it. It's just like it is what it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. And like I have certain shirts that I wear when I do certain things. So I'm like, so I don't care if it gets ruined. Like it, that's what it's for. Right. Embrace it. It is what it is completely. Yeah. And I feel like people need more, more or less need to start embracing the moments, right? Like my, my, my fiance loves to say it, like, just pet the whale, babe, just pet the whale. And then like, <laughs> when I first met him, I was like, what are you talking about? And he's just like, so many people live in their devices, right? They live like, and they're, and they're looking at these things through phones, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, pet the whale, put the phone down and pet the whale, right? And like, be in the moment and be there and just like, appreciate what's happening in the moment instead of trying to record it and all these different things and taking videos that you'll never look at, right? Like, I have folders and folders of videos and pictures and all these things that just sit on my computer that I never yeah. do anything with. But it's For like, sure. well, I want to record, I want to remember it. You know, yeah. but it's like, you'll remember it more if you really enjoy the moment, right? You'll be there in the moment. You can, then you can like really live in that space and have that memory to remember. Right. And so yeah. I'm like, I appreciate it because it's a good reminder when I need it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, pet the whale, babe. I'm like, all right, I'm putting the phone down. Yeah. Like we went to the aquarium on a field trip yesterday and I'm like, I could have taken videos of my son, like petting the stingrays and stuff, but I was like, you know what? phone in the back and I dived in with him and we were petting them and what a much better experience to be like oh they're both gooey and we were like ew and like playing with each other and like it was so much more fun because we were in the moment rather than me stepping back just taking pictures of him doing something yeah he was like mommy thank you so much for coming today and I'm like babe I'm so happy I was able to be here with you yeah right I'm like I had that chance and like I put the phone away and just, I got like five pictures from the whole day, but I'm like, but me and him had a really great time together. Mm -hmm. You know, like sometimes we really got to like, just disconnect from that piece and just be here. Right. To really have that fun that we we really need, honestly. Yeah, for sure. James Clemens was my next guest. The episode was released at the end of July and 2022. And, uh, James is the founder and owner of Freedom From Anger, LLC, 
Um, and in the time since we last spoke, he has started a podcast, Freedom from Anger, that you can uh, find wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, so here is a clip of our conversation about working through anger towards a more happy, fulfilling life. What are some things that you talk to your clients about uh, when it comes to self-care to manage their feelings? <laughs> yeah, and we, you know, we really tell people, you know, you know, the whole term anger management gets kind of a bad rap. Everybody has kind of preconceived notion of what anger management is. You know, count backwards from 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's not anger management. That might be a technique that might work. So we really try to uh, focus on uh, behavioral uh, thinking and really try to get people to challenge their beliefs and their thought patterns to try to get a you know, positive outcome. Mm-hmm. And we, we try to, um, and a lot of times we'll ask somebody, just a simple question, or, you know, are, are you happy? And if you're not happy, how can you become happy? So, like I said, we don't try to, we don't try to make it as compl- complicated as a lot of people do, but we try to get down to the root. But it all kind of stems from our thinking, uh, our thinking patterns. So we really try. We try to hammer that home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, our, I mean, our thoughts really can. Are, there, it kind of is everything when it comes to our happiness. Definitely. Yeah. So I use quotes all the time. Probably one of my favorite ones is from a, a, a Dr. Wayne Dyer. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes right along in with. Uh, Dr. Albert Ellis, which is REBT, which we're uh, both huge fans of, and it all comes down to uh, our our thoughts, our choices. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely use a, use, use a lot of those quotes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what do you think is like the biggest thing that someone can do? Like it can be like it's a small thing, but it can make the biggest difference in how someone's thoughts they can start to change their thoughts thought patterns i think the probably the hardest thing that we really uh, run into when we're doing our classes is being open to challenge the things that you were taught mm-hmm. being open to challenge okay well my mom told me this my dad told me this my granddad told me this but to really question those things and go, okay, well, just because they said it, it might not be accurate in, in you know, the current state of things and in your life. Mm-hmm. But to actually question those things is really, really, really tough uh, for a lot of our clients because, you know, if, you know, if mom said it, you know, it, it, it's gospel. Yeah. I can't question it. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, in, in my uh, line of work, my day-to-day job, I see a lot of incarcerated people that have that uh, mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, this is what I was taught. This is what I'm supposed to do. I can't challenge it. I can't question it. Yeah. Even though they're getting all these negative uh, outcomes. Mm-hmm. My next guest is Brenda Winkle. 
and our episode came out in August of 2022. And our conversation really centered around saying yes to life, saying yes to things. She had a podcast called Your Yes Filled Life. And she also has a lot of other coaching mini courses. She's really into breath work. Um, just there's a lot that she she's very much a yes person. So she works in a lot of realms to help to help her clients live more fulfilling lives. I hope that you like what she had to say. Would like to hear your take on on fun and where you're coming from with it. Oh, well, this is going to be good because I am very fun motivated. So everything in my life, I try to make into a game because I am highly motivated by fun. And so I gamify things for um, people in my courses. I gamify things, um, for things that happen in my own house. And even when my daughter was little, she's 20 now, but even when she was little, we used to have this Rose bowl. Do you know what a Rose bowl is? It's like a round glass ball that you hold flowers in. Okay. And I think once upon a time back, you know, in the fifties or something, you used to cut one rose and then you'd float the rose in the little the water inside the Rose bowl. Okay. So it's a round globe type thing. And anyway, we used to have this Rose bowl. And so we would cut up little tags of paper with fun ideas. And then we'd fold them up and mix them up. And then we'd pull one every day just to see, nice. Oh, what are we going to do today? Are we going to go to the park? <laughs> are we going to go to the library? Are we going to play with sidewalk talk? What will we do? I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds, that sounds like great fun and like a really, uh, a charm, a charming, uh, way to interact with your children. Cause I, you know, people get really serious and feel it. And also like the, everything the, people want to control everything and want everything to be planned. So yeah, that's really, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. The control thing. I think that comes up when we're in fight or flight. Like the more stressed we are, the more we want to control things. Mm -hmm. And I find that in myself too. So when I start to think about, oh, it has to be this way. My schedule has to be da, 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 I'm like, oh, that's time for a little break. Because if I'm trying to control all those things, I know that I'm in a stress response. And so then it's, it's time for more fun. My next guest was Ashley Bradford, and she is a money mindset coach and she was a guest on the podcast in August 2022. Ashley is a wealth strategist and financial consultant. And I really took a lot away from her podcast episode because finances was definitely something that I was struggling with. And so her ideas of how to have like a date with your finances was a really helpful and great idea. And so I hope that you enjoy this clip. Obviously the, the people might be listening to this and being like, what does this have to do with fun? So like, I would guess we could start talking about how, how can we like tie in some fun to make things not 
not so heavy and like, you know, to make it like more of a pleasant uh, situation to deal with our finances, to address our finances, <laughs> make friends with our finances. <laughs> yes. And the funny thing is, I feel like because fun is just like, it's subjective. So it's like, everyone has a different version of fun. So it's like, once you find what you already find exciting and fun about your life, then it's kind of just like, can, how do you mix them together? If you have fun going on hikes and being outdoors and having picnics in the middle of the park, why would it, would it not be a good idea to be like, all right, cool. I already have fun doing this. Let's see if I can combine some of like my money conversations there. So if you have a group of friends and like, Hey, y'all let's meet at the park. We're already going to have this time together anyway. Mm -hmm. And then the topic just so happens to be money. So then you're in an environment where everyone feels comfortable everyone's already having fun. You have food, you have drinks, whatever, like your picnic consists of. And then it just calms that environment to be like, this is not like I'm talking about court dates. Like this is not something that's supposed to feel heavy. We're literally just having a, a regular conversation. It just happens to be around money. Mm-hmm. Um, so just trying to combine the things that you already do for fun with your conversations about finances, about money, about questions that you have with money. Um, of course they have games that you can play. I know like sometimes it's fun. Um, they have apps and, and games and like with your friends or your spouse, you guys could have competitions when it comes to like, if you have a problem with saving or you want to save more, or you have a trip that you want to go on, like why not compete against who can save the most money and then find creative ways to do that. Um, so like just trying to like switch it up so that it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like, you're having boring money conversations. Yeah, for sure. Out of obligation. (laughs) Yeah. My next guest actually was on my most popular episode ever. This is, uh, she's Nancy Davis. And she was my guest back in September of 2022. And she, our conversation really centered around the power of aging and how things actually get better with as we age but she definitely has seen a lot more than what I have in the power of aging and yeah it's a really great episode and here is a clip from it I think that women were not you know this this was kind of what we did and we're not supposed to play big and you know really playing big i mean for a woman to become a ceo or something like that you really had to kind of play in a man's world and you had to kind of be a man for which you were then criticized and so i think that women in general but especially older women never really ask themselves so much of the time like what truly lights me up what do i want to do that's just like amazing amazing with these next however many 20 30 40 years like Mm -hmm. what is really on my heart and that's not something we have trained ourselves to think about really Mm -hmm. and so i think if if every you know if we all kind of went off and sat around and thought huh what do i want to do you know like do i want to become a singer i mean you don't have to be Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can, and who knows? I mean, you know, anything goes, right? And so I think that we're just not trained to really ask ourselves 
what is, you know, some amazing thing that I want to do with my life because now I've got the time and in probably more resources and it's the time. This is the time of our lives, my friend. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When there's a lot, lot that you've touched on, like when, when we're younger, we're so like, there's so much like for me and my spouse and all of us, we're so, we're so like focused on trying to, you know, buy a house and like, and like get ahead. Yeah. Get ahead. Mm-hmm. And plan <laughs> and so, for your old age. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, we need our retirement and all that yep. stuff. So like at this point is like, obviously I want to encourage everyone to be able to like pursue things that they're passionate about and that they love, yep. but it, the, the, the idea that you have this freedom to be able mm-hmm. to like, you don't have to think about that so much. Um, right. And, and this yeah. the only limitations, the only limitations for the most part, I mean, everyone has struggles and, and at our age, actually, you know, sometimes there are elderly parents that can take up a lot of our time and energy. And, you know, there are certainly other things, but for the most part, the only thing that holds us back at this point is ourselves. And that's, that's our choice, you know, and that Mm -hmm. is really exciting. (laughs) Like That's really, really exciting. And I know that your show is about fun, right? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. It is so fun to be 58. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun to be 58. So, you know, a lot of my friends now, they are either retiring or winding down with their careers or whatever it is. And, and most of us, our kids are out of the house or almost out of the house and that kind of thing. And so there's so much more time. And so we do, you know, a bunch of my friends, I've been busy on the horse farm, but a bunch of my friends have taken up biking and I told them they have to wait for me and they have to be patient for me when it's my turn. <laughs> but they're biking, they're doing these crazy, long, amazing bike rides and everything. And this is something they never had the time to do before. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have a friend who is 65. She just turned 65. And we'll all go on a big, we live, you know, just outside Boulder, Colorado. So, you know, a hike here in Boulder is like a capital H hike, you know, yeah. it's just <laughs> the bar is very high here in Boulder, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what people do athletically and that little woman, and she is little and she's this tiny little woman and she's always out in front, always out in front. She's 65 years old, oh. altitude you know, whatever, doesn't matter. Rocky doesn't matter. She is out in front at 65 years old. And we just do, and we do, we can just hang out and try new things. And I mean, that's the thing that's, that's hilarious. And a a friend of mine just retired and she went to Costa Rica and uh, volunteered at a wildlife rehab place. I think she was there for a month just because why the hell not, (laughs) you know? because she could. So, you know, just friends are just doing these amazing, incredible things. And it's, it's just so much fun. My next guest is Valerie David. And she was a guest in November of 2022. And she has a really beautiful, inspiring story about surviving cancer three times, which is absolutely crazy and writing a play the pink hulk about her about this journey 
um, with cancer. And she definitely is one of my favorite guests. Um, so compact, like so heartfelt and vulnerable and funny. Like she's just a ball of warmth and is just a really wonderful person and great person to talk to. Um, so I hope that you enjoy this clip. I was, I was just grateful that, you know, everyone stepped up to help. It wasn't like, oh, cause you, you hear, you know, and I was used to be in support groups and you hear, I know I, so-and-so and so-and-so I don't, you know, I don't hear from them or, you know, and I did have a few friends that fell off, you know, Columbus fell off the, the, the earth, but that happens and it's okay. Um, and that's a natural part of life. You just have to embrace the friends that are always going to be there for you. And there's some that are not, and that's okay. And you bless them and release them you know, and yeah. let it go. Cause you write like that frozen song, let it go. It's, you just have to let it go. Cause things happen in life and people change and you change and the world changes and you have to adjust. And sometimes it's not what you want, but you have to figure out a way to deal with it. Mm -hmm. right? yeah, definitely. Right. So. And yeah, not every person, like people are, some people are for different parts of seasons of your life. Correct. You know, and yes. Yes, I definitely. And just the other day, for some reason, I was like, I hadn't talked to a friend since 2014. Like all of a sudden her name popped in my head and I was like, I'm going to call her. And I called her and it's still the same cell phone number. Huh. And I was like, I haven't heard back from her and I probably won't. But I was like, I was like, I was like, why did I, why did, why aren't, what happened? I don't even remember why we're not in touch anymore. But all of a sudden I was walking down the street and I was like, I'm going to call her. And I called her and, and maybe that was just that time in my life. And from, you know, 2014 and earlier that we were friends and, and, you know, I don't, I, I'm not even sure she's even in New York state anymore, but, but it was just funny. Like, like, I think you said it so perfectly that there's those times of your life where those people are there for a reason and then they're not there for a reason. Um, and there's no rhyme or reason about it, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I had, I felt, I was feeling very nostalgic and I was like, gosh, we had a lot of fun together, especially at karaoke, you know, like <laughs> we did karaoke duets all the time, you know, I'm like, that was so fun at Bliss Bar in Queens. And then we drink at Sidetracks Bar and Grill. So yeah, it was, so I think, uh, th people are there for a reason mm -hmm. sometimes and things change and, um, you know, so you just have to embrace what you have. And, and I think, I've learned a lot of gratitude and, and I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I am very inspired by you in so many ways. And I, uh -huh. you know, I just, you, you talk so much about like the connections be between people and how it's just really beautiful. Like, you know, right. you're, you know, talk you know the way that you talk about your audience and your family and you know your friends and yeah it's just I 
obviously those are the things that are really the most important they are things (laughs) yeah they are and and the relationships that you build you know you have to I was talking to someone the other day about especially with acting it was like you can do it 24 7 but you shouldn't you know you have to live your life go to a baseball game like go uh you know, do just do everything to be well-rounded, be a well-rounded person. And you can't just have this one focus, do different things, you know, bungee jump tomorrow. And then, you know, go to a pottery class, like just, just do go to a yoga class, just do different things. And, and we were talking about that with acting. Cause it's like, I could look at a script all day and do this all day, but you have to kind of live your life and, we were talking that you can't really act a part if you don't draw from a life you don't have, mm-hmm. you know, I, cause everything I do, I draw from my life and, um, and you can't draw from life if you're not living a life. And so I think that was, it was just an interesting thing to talk about because obviously, uh, things have been affected by the pandemic and theaters are closing and things are, you know, changing as we speak. Um, Tony award-winning shows are closing, but you have to keep going and you have to find a way. And, um, and if something, if a door shuts, then you've got to figure out what door, um, you know, like Encanto, I love that movie. And it's like that door, like everybody gets their door so you have to make your door, um, you know, and it's, it's a, probably not a great analogy with the, with the movie, but it just kind of reminded me of that. Like, like when, you know, everybody had their moment, everyone has their time and then you create that. And so, you know, Dorothy with her red slippers could go home anytime, but, but she didn't realize that. So you have to realize I wear, where are my red ruby slippers? How can I find a way back home if I'm lost? And, mm-hmm. and, and that's the other thing too. Um, you're just making me think too, that I had mentioned about support groups that it's not easy. And, you know, I'm in a grief, a bereavement support group. Like I, I know I don't, I ask for, I don't worry about asking for help. And in fact, when it was my dad's birthday, I actually um, took the day off. Like I was like, because, and I said that I was like, I'm going to take the day off for my father's birthday for the first time that he's not here. So I feel that self-care and speaking up for what you need is really important. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I'm not afraid to ask for help. And, and, you know, times have been trying and I, you know, fully admit that I need help and I'm not afraid to get it. And, uh, and I think that's a huge thing for all of us to realize that it's okay not to be okay. And we've heard that a thousand times. It's okay not to be okay. And it's okay to cry. Um, I, after one of the shows in Sweden and I was doing this curtain speech and I was like, here it comes. And like all, like, I was like, okay, um, the, the tsunami of tears are coming. And I was like, and I said to the audience, I'm not apologizing. 
I said, this is where I'm at. I miss my dad and I wish he were here and I'm going to cry. (laughs) And then I stopped crying because I think I, I put it out there like it's coming. And, you know, I did cry, but I, you know, I was like, you have to be how you are in the moment. And I was like, I'm not going to deny that I need help. I need a support group. I'm having a hard time. And I think that's important to recognize and not be like, I'm fine. No, I'm not fine. I'm not fine. Yeah. And nope. And, you know, and you had mentioned career change. Maybe you were like, nope, I need a career change. Like I need to make a change for myself. Mm -hmm. And we have to, we have to recognize that about ourselves. What do we need and what, what can we what can we do for ourselves and how do we express how, what we need? And I think cancer taught me that, right? My final guess for this, this portion of, (laughs) of the interviews is Sarah Cross. And she by far has my favorite voice (laughs) of all of my guests. I could just listen to her all day And her episode was about storytelling, the power of storytelling, and how to become a better storyteller, which I definitely have taken some some pieces of, but I still am working on my storytelling skills. I still am not that great (laughs) yet, Um, but like very inspiring and definitely I want to become a better storyteller, so... I really appreciated her episode. And here is a clip from it. I think the most, one of the the most important in a good story is somebody that has excited themselves. It's about how you feel. You know, when we really lean into somebody telling a story, it's often because they are enthusiastic about the story they're telling they are engaged they're fully can't get the words out fast enough possibly but I think there's a lot of emotion attached to stories and the science is behind it as well is that our brain lights up when we certain kind of emotions are released the enthusiasm and so our brains naturally lean in and remember them more than other things and so just the simple thing of telling you know an honest genuine story of something that happened to yourself or someone you know but something that you really feel is important I know that when we hear those kind of stories I listen to TED talks a lot and there's so many of them there you know the kind of stories that really engage you but I also believe that there is an art to it as well and a science in that it's something that we can totally improve because I've listened to great speakers and people around and so there's things that you can do with your voice you things that you can the way you present yourself there are obviously the start of a story is very important particularly now with social media when people's attention is all over the place (laughs) you know Um, thinking about the ending of story there's so many elements to it and of course we only have to look at places like films or Netflix or all those like Disney what creates 
that great story and often there's somebody in it a character and often that is yourself if it's you telling the story that goes through some challenge some horrific event something they have to overcome and in that process you're like oh you start to like engage in terms of be pulled in those heartstrings and then you really root for that character and then to see them come out the other side the kind of hero's journey really is the classic one that a lot of Disney stories are based upon because mm-hmm. I've heard it said that the if you want to make a character unlovable make them perfect and Mm -hmm. so nobody wants to hear the story where everything goes great everything works out everything falls into a line for a good story we definitely need that drama of things going wrong because without Mm -hmm. it there really is no story figured I should do a little outro to kind of wrap things up going back and listening to all of my old episodes one, you know, I realized that some of my, like, my, like, first interviews, like, definitely, um, some of them were a little, a little bit rough. Two, I feel incredibly grateful to have had those conversations. It's just really, I just feel really lucky that there's been people who have wanted me to interview them. And to have, like, so many interesting, you know, it's like having this con- these conversations with just, like, people that are completely normal, like, average people. And it's, like, about, like, what what is important to you and what is fun to you and what lights you up and, you know, things like that, you know, has been very fulfilling. And also finding that, like, really quickly, the podcast, you know, became more than just, like, oh, what is what is fun? You know, it's because it's, like, there's all these, like, barriers to having fun sometimes, you know, that are, that, you know, <laughs> are part of being human. And you know, not letting those things control you, you know. I also, you know, found myself, like, listening to some of these things and just being, like, so moved again by people's stories. Um, Like, especially, like, uh, Valerie David, you know, like, listening to her talk about, like, when her father died and, you know, like, when she was talking about that, like, in person, like, when we were over the video, I was, like, you know, tearing up with her and then listening back to it again. Like, it's just like so heartfelt. And I, you know, felt it again, you know, her, her pain uh, over her father's death, death, you know, and um, yeah. And I just, I feel lucky to be trusted with people's stories like that, that are really important to them. It was, it's been a really nice thing to go back and listen to these old episodes and reflect back on the last like year and a half. Yeah. So I hope that you enjoyed the episode and happy 2024 and, you know, take care and 
definitely have some fun and, you know, think back at your 2023 and, the good times that you had, because I think reflection, especially towards like what is good, makes it easier to work through the things that are maybe not so good sometimes. Because it's like, it just makes you remember that it's the hard, hard times are not going to, going to last. They're not forever, you know. And then, you know, I hope that you think forward to 2024 with all of the hope that we, you know, often take into the new, new year and that you think about your growth and about the fun things that you have to look forward to in your life, you know, and that you, you make some plans to have some fun. And then, you know, sometimes you don't make plans, but you have fun anyway, you know? So anyway, yeah. Happy 2024. And I'll see you soon. Bye.